Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. The, the, the games are over, but the game never stops. Never stops. This is College Football Overtime with Garrett Chapman and Abe Gordon. The game of the year, likely. Uh, Michigan and Ohio State. Michigan loses its third or wins its third game in a row against Ohio State. Ohio State looked like they figured everything out. They they were on top of this rivalry. It looks like they, they were they were never going to fall off anytime soon. And uh, this is. This is a squad that had won eight games in a row, including seven. Perfect. Seven and up for Urban Meyer when he was here. Uh, Michigan has just taken complete control of this rivalry. They win 30 to 24. Kyle McCord throws an interception, his second of the day on the final drive of the game. He had a chance to etch his name into the game lore. Uh, but he, of course, throws the interception there. Looks like he was driving them down the field. Michigan had settled for a field goal on the on the drive before leaving the door open for Ohio state to come in and shock them on the road. But at the end of the day, these are two of the best defenses in the country. They showed why they're as dominant as they are. JJ McCarthy again, doesn't really do a lot to impress me. Uh, He finishes with 148 yards passing. Uh, He does a little bit with his legs, but Blake Corum is still the reason that Michigan wins football games. I don't know if this is a Michigan team that can contend with an Oregon or a, a, a Georgia, or, or I don't know what they're going to look like even next week as we get into the game against Iowa. I don't really know what to make of this football game. Uh, these are two really good football teams. I don't know if they're two of the four best teams in America, though. Am I crazy for thinking that? Yeah, I think you are, to, to be honest. And I guess it depends on Ohio State to, to base what you think of Michigan. I, I will say this. Um the questions we had about Ohio State and Kyle McCord most of this season is the reason they lost this game. Uh, he did not make the plays. He did not have the throws uh, when he needed to. And you talk about the two interceptions and obviously the one at the end of the game to wrap things up. A lot of uh, He was under a lot of pressure. He got hit as he throwed and kind of floated around in the mm-hmm. middle of the field, didn't get enough on it, and, and that's going to happen. Uh, I disagree with you about J.J. McCarthy, though. Uh, 16 of 20. 
for almost 150 yards. Uh, obviously not the, 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 the highest passing total we've ever seen, uh, but very efficient, didn't make mistakes. It made a couple big time throws. Uh, and I hadn't seen that from him in recent weeks. I really hadn't. Um, but I thought when Michigan needed him to make some plays, he had some really high quality throws um, that, that, that put them in position. Uh, look, Ryan Day screwed things up at, at the end of the first half uh, mm-hmm. with his clock management and his decision making. Ohio State had chances and, and they bungled them, and, and Michigan took advantage. And then Blake Corum uh, did Blake Corum things. Uh, got a little revenge from last year where he only played a couple of plays before exiting with a knee injury. And um, I understand what you're saying. I, I do. And look, they didn't look dynamic against Penn State. They were flat against Maryland. And they win this game. They're not dominant. So now we're trying to gauge, all right, well, how good was Ohio State for them to be a little bit better than the Buckeyes and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that? I, I get it. Um, and look, I, the way Iowa plays, it's probably not going to be that pretty a week from now either. Probably not. Um, but I do think this Michigan offensive line is legitimate and can stand up to anyone's pressure. Uh, I, I do think defensively, Michigan's pretty strong, especially when an opposing team doesn't have two first-round receivers like Abuka and like Harrison, and potentially even, in my opinion, a first-round tight end in Stover. Um, so I, I, I think they're facing a lot more than we give credit for, a lot more than most of their opponents would potentially put forth. Um, but, but the difference to me was about Kyle McCord. Uh, I, he just wasn't good enough in, in, in a big game, and that was the concern all season long. Um, it kind of quieted down after that final drive against Notre Dame. Um, but unfortunately, in the biggest moments uh, for both him and for Ryan Day, they they both come up short. Yeah, and, and one of the most important things in this game, too, uh, Zach Zenter goes down, the All-American guard for Michigan. Uh, that's going to be a very interesting thing to watch as they move ahead to the Big Ten title game matchup with Iowa. He's one of the best players in America. Um, yeah. That's a big loss for a Joe Moore award-winning offensive line. And I hear what you're saying about J.J. McCarthy. I mean, like, look, he did what he needed to do to win the football game. 16 of 20, of course, very impressive finish. Uh, I just want to see more from him. I, yeah, I, don't know I, I get is. that. I get and that. Maybe that's just me. But Kyle McCord had an opportunity here in this game, um, and he made a foolish decision. You have – it was a bad throw. He and it's like in this game, you have opportunities to stand up and make a play. And Michigan got some pressure in his face and he looked like he panicked. And at the end of the day, if you are a high level college football quarterback, if you're playing at Ohio State, if you're playing at a Michigan, if you're playing it in, in like a game that matters at this at, at this level, you got to take the hit. You got to stand in the pocket and you got to throw the ball and make the play. And he didn't do that. And that is just an unfortunate reality for Ohio State. They throw the interception and they lose the game. And Ryan Day, I don't know if, if – Ryan Day is going to receive a lot of criticism for this game. You, the, the clock mismanagement, like you mentioned, uh, you're down, you've lost three games in a row. The, the Ohio State has not lost three games in a row since Tom Brady was playing for the Blue. It's been a long time. It's been a very, very long time. Ryan Day is going to have to hear about this for another 365 days. And 
We talked about it on, on the show on Saturday. Is he on the hot seat now? They snuck into the playoff last year. Uh, whether or not they deserve to be in the playoff last year, that's whatever, not, not even worth discussing. It was always the, yeah, but they've lost to Michigan. And now they're not going to make the playoff. It's, it's, it's just not happening. There are too many good teams that are in position to win conference championship games. They're out. It's done. So now you're going to play maybe in a Rose Bowl, which is a hell of a consolation prize. Um, unless Iowa, of course, wins the Big Ten title game. But, of course, I'm not going to get into all that nonsense. It's just whatever. Not the discussion. You play in a Rose Bowl, that's not enough for Ohio State. They're they're there to compete for national championships, and they're there to beat Michigan. He hasn't done either in the last three years. He's made two college football playoffs, but they haven't beaten Michigan. At what point is the hot is the seat hot? I think he enters next season with very clear criteria. And that is if you lose a four straight to Michigan, you're fired. Um I don't think it needs to be that difficult of a decision or any more cut and dry than that. If you lose again to Michigan, I don't care if you enter the game 11 and 0, you're done. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's the end of it. And look, that that's the pressure you have when you take a job like Ohio state over from urban Meyer. It is a program that was winning national championships. And then that discussion every single year, um, and, and you've kind of maintained it, but also not really. Um, and, and look, it, it's tough to say that you're not doing a good enough job when you go 11 and one every year, right? Like mm-hmm. I understand how wild that sounds. Um, but at the same time, unless you want to get, and look, I, I love Mark Richt. Um, so I don't want this to sound like a slight. But unless you want to end up where you're just stuck with a Mark Richt, you've got to get past that. Uh, and and look, Mark Richt went damn near ten and two every year, um, and and never got came within five yards of getting Georgia to where it needed to be, but didn't pick up those yards and didn't get uh, where they needed to be at the end of the day, and it cost him his job. And uh, you you took over a program that was still at national title level and you haven't gotten one. Um, the question for me is, I mean, yes, Ryan Day's hot seat, but what about Kyle McCord? Um, I, I don't know if you can, if you're, if you're Ryan Day and, and needing uh, pretty much to go 12 and 0 next year, including a win over Michigan. I don't know. If- Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly, it's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. I'm making Kyle McCord my quarterback or at least um i'm certainly not naming him that there, there's i don't know who's in the transfer <clears> portal <throat> i don't know their recruiting class but it is going to be a wide open competition because i'm not staking my job security if i'm ryan day on the shoulders of kyle mccord i, I just don't think he's good enough uh to feel safe in that role no um probably not but they do have a a very talented quarterback by the name of air nolan from langston hughes right here in Atlanta, who's going to be going up there next year. He's the the number one dual threat quarterback 
in the class of 2024. Uh, I I don't know if he, they're going to start a freshman. I think that'd be very interesting. Uh, if they I, I, Well, I'm that. not starting Kyle McCord if I don't have to. Kyle McCord has been uh, disappointing uh, this season. He has just not gotten it done. He's been ineffective um, in the biggest moments. And at the end of the day, I, I thought he'd turn things around. He had been doing a lot better. He'd been taking care of the football. And that, at the end of the day, was enough. And honestly, he was also running the ball better. And Michigan snuffs him out, really. Uh, I mean, that's good defense. And look. I, yeah, I think two. that part is Michigan. I think the McCord that part issues Michigan. from McCord. But, but that McCord, runs, yes. yeah. Yes. So Travion Henderson, of course, he has the, the touchdown in this game. Uh, but Michigan largely bottles him up. And that was going to be the emphasis in this game. Is It's like, which quarterback plays the better football game? And J.J. McCarthy did play the better football game. Kyle McCord just didn't get it done. And, and it's, maybe it's an unfair criticism, but look, that is the pressure of playing for an Ohio state. You have to be perfect. Like, look, we saw a, a quarterback last year at the peach bowl who was damn near perfect. And he still lost. Yeah. And that's just the nature of the game that we play. And you just have to accept that reality. And as of right now, common court is just not getting it done. I can, I tend to agree with you. I don't know who the next option is. I don't know if you start a freshman, I think it'd be, an interesting decision. Uh, year two with Kyle McCord. We'll see if it's a little bit better for Ryan Day. But you're on three. You've lost a third. You've only won a third of your games against Michigan, and that's just not going to get it done. And I, I tend to agree with you. He enters the 2024 season on a very warm seat with clear cut expectations. You're beating Michigan, and you're competing for a national championship or bust. That's it. That's all there is to it. Uh, did you have any more comments on Michigan? No, I, I just I'm interested to see how they look against Iowa. Um, it's going to be an ugly game, so I'm not going to grade too much out of that. I actually think Iowa has a better chance than a lot of people give credit for. Um, now I'm not saying like it's a 50 50 game here, but um, I actually think Iowa, uh, in the right scenario, actually could win that game. So I'm interested to see it. Um, but to your point, how good is Michigan? I'd like to see them. Um, kind of obliterate Iowa uh, to, to kind of stamp it as they head into the playoffs, but we'll see. 